Oh, so it's recording. Are we on the air? All right. I'm too. <laughs> Y'all, listen. <laughs> this is episode four of Authentically Us, the podcast. And I have a very special guest with me today. As y'all can see, I'm already distracted because I can't even think straight what I'm supposed to be saying. Um, So I have an EMU grad with a bachelor's in social works, a U of M grad with a bachelor in social work, a CEO entrepreneur um, with a business. She like, period. <laughs> y'all can't see us, but like, look, this episode is going to be so funny because we just, we play too much. Um, CEO, she beat it, LLC. A sickle cell, wait, how you say it? Warrior on the rise, sickle cell warrior. And then we got Miss Pickup and Catch a Flight. <laughs> Miss Pickup and Catch a Flight. Uh, uh, without further ado, we got Chelsea. I wish I had like a, uh, you know, like on the things they'd be like clapping. Um, you can add that effect, you know? That's too much work. Look, <laughs> I'm clapping. This is me clapping, y'all. That's what y'all get. Look. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, ready to hear our goofy selves. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's gonna be funny when everybody listens to this and then know us. They're gonna be like, "Hey, it's party." Because look, <laughs> we gotta get. No, you know, you can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Um, yeah. So, thank you for being here. You know, yes. no problem. Um, I think I probably even said you was gonna be on here like every episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> Aww. like every episode I'm like, yeah. right I was like uh, the first one she was like I'm trying to get Chelsea on here I was like oh she loves me <laughs> she loves me I didn't I didn't put fire in Mariah too like if you on here next she gonna yep. be on episode five spoiler alert oh hey I need like a little button like <laughs> you need some sound effects yes I I'm gonna get on it y'all it's just it's been a lot you know I normally we have I've been trying to do it every Thursday, but yeah. last week I couldn't. Like I was, we was supposed to record what Sunday, but I was in the hospital just dealing with some health stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and then really to be honest, I really didn't want to record no more. I was like, I don't need to like do this. I'm tired. Work is like kicking my ass and all that. So we here, we here with it. Um, she's back and she better. Getting there, getting there. It's a lot of work, but working on it. Yeah. Um. So. Enough about me. Well, normally, I mean, if you guys listen to the podcast, normally I do like a random little thing in the beginning. But today I want to do it with Chelsea just because why not? So y'all don't have to hear my opinions only. Um, So like the little intro question or random fact thing I thought about was why is African, why in the African-American community do we wait to the last possible second to seek out help? Like whether it's for our mental health, physical health, financial mental spiritual whatever the case may be it just seemed like I don't know if it's for me because even myself like even when you go to the hospital like last weekend I knew I needed to go like Saturday but I'm like no I'm okay I'm like I'll wait it out maybe you know it'll be okay by tomorrow Sunday morning I'm like nope I gotta go and it was like the last possible second and even like being there I'm like I feel like I'm dying I think this is it like I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. um but even like just the littlest things like why do we wait to the last minute like why you think right that's a good question I feel like um I can speak from a standpoint as a black woman like we are used to doing things on our own and being so independent so we'd be like I don't want to ask nobody and what's the point or like sometimes I have in my mind that I don't want to ask nobody because 
at the end of the day, people don't come through. So like, who gonna, who gonna do it better than yourself? Or you just, I just sometimes also be scared to ask people or I just be like, I don't want to get let down in that disappointment. So I could, it's just a number of things. And I feel like, especially with black women, you know, who can we rely on in the first place? Like, that's kind of how we feel at first. And then we'd be like, we don't have nobody sometimes. So like, maybe in that sense and then also probably when it comes to men like you know their head's strong they don't want to ask nobody they barely even want to go to the hospital i'd be like dad like go to the hospital like oh my are you god okay? like i'm good no literally oh, bro, everything, anything. <laughs> literally like my dad he don't listen to my podcast and i feel like one day he eventually will but like when he do he gonna be like why would you tell them that but <laughs> <laughs> he had like this thing on his like an abscess on his elbow and he's had it on there for years and i'm like why don't you go get this drained and he's like man i will and he go to the doctor and the doctor tell him and he still don't do it and i'm just like you already like you know what i'm saying like you already right. like why and even him he worked every day for the most part long shifts and he he gonna figure it out before he asks anybody else to do it you know yeah yeah he'd probably be like oh that's fine i ain't gonna ask somebody about it whatever mm-hmm. Uh, yeah in the in the general sense I just feel like we grown up in that space where we feel like we don't want to ask somebody or we can't rely on anybody or we feel like they're going to judge us if we ask them or they're not going to come through um so and in my personal experience especially um me being the oldest out of my in my family I really don't try to ask anybody because I'm like I look at myself, I have my, hold myself to a higher standard. So I'm like, I'll figure it out. I'm not going to ask nobody because they're going to look at me and be like, girl, you got more such and such than me. Like, or you do, you stronger than me or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I hate that. I hate that so much. Me too. Perception of people. I like, I understand like us both we both have master's degrees and things like that and we furthered our education so we have a lot of privilege compared to like a lot of people maybe we be around and stuff like that and like that's another part that makes it harder to ask for help I think because people think we got it all together at least from my perspective no I'm still figuring this shit out too (laughs) (laughs) y'all we are like dang we barely made it through (laughs) I barely made it through literally I definitely wasn't asking for no help then because nobody can go understand what I'm talking about and what I need help with and also sometimes I think like people can't do it how I do it so I'm like I'm not about to ask them like say for instance if you wanted something done like you wanted your car cleaned or like you know mm-hmm. me like I'd be like they ain't gonna do it the way I want to want them to do it because <laughs> and I'm gonna get it back and I'm gonna have to fix everything because it's not the way I need it to yeah go. oh my god that literally me that's why why it is so it's it's hard it's like uh i'm getting better at it i don't know i don't know maybe i'm getting better of like trying to let people do stuff to me but it's very Mm. hard it's a very hard thing to unlearn especially like yeah i don't know like especially as a female as a black female we get like told to like we gotta work twice as hard for everything whether it's like Mon- like job school and all that stuff I always, my mom even always told me like you gotta work twice as hard just to get half of what um any like men get in like especially white men especially yeah. men, like we gotta like work our asses off and then yeah. like why do I need to ask for help because now I'm be seen as weak 
Yep, that's how I feel too. Yeah, I don't want to always be seen strong though, but we just gotta be like that because that's how the society looks at us, and that's how people around us look at us, and we can't get away from it. <laughs> Literally, and it's crazy because it's not even just like it's people within the like our community too. You would think it's just like people outside, but it's like no, it's like your peers for real. Yeah, like that's everybody. <laughs> Everybody. Who won't smoke with me? Because everybody. Right. <laughs> I want to live that soft life. Can I be soft sometimes? You know, I'm trying to get into my what's that soft feminine energy? Soft light yeah, I'm trying to. It's hard though, but I'm too. <laughs> and then it's been drilled in my head for so long, so it's like yeah, it's hard to unlearn. It's very hard. Yeah, hard. Mm-hmm. I just wish that it wasn't like that. Same. Same. Cause I ain't trying to be in competition with everybody all the time. Me neither. Like, dang, <laughs> I'm in competition with myself and everybody else. Like, <laughs> where can I get a break? Can I get a break, please? Like, damn. Right. <laughs> that was actually a good question, though, because that is seriously within our whole community is how you know we never ask for help. And then also, I feel like when we do, people be talking about us on social media too, like. Oh, people asking for this or y'all asking for that stop begging but everybody else of a different race can do it you know so oh my I literally was having this conversation I don't know with who I, I was having a conversation like the reason why like other um cultures and ethnicities are like ahead of us is because we in competition with each other yep and they building each other up and like passing it down or whatever the case may be or giving them the resources but like in the black community it's like if you trying to do the same thing i'm doing nah we enemies yeah you feel me like that's weird like why we can't all eat why we can't right (laughs) and i get it if they uh, be like oh you gotta pay for it i get it because that's the resources that they research but then y'all be charging like a thousand dollars just for the resources like man Y'all know we trying to get to that point. <laughs> like, mm-mm. like we can all do the same thing. And I'm going to be like, at your shit, like, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, like, I like to support people. I don't care. Like, when people do the same thing that I'm doing or are doing the same thing that I'm doing, I praise that. And yeah. I feel like nowadays people be talking about other people that do it. Like, you know, with this podcast stuff, they be like, oh, now everybody want to do a podcast. So what? Mm-hmm. So what? And because your podcast not gonna be the same as my podcast, our podcast, right. you know, like it's and if anything, we all studying, like studying from each other. Like if I see a podcast that I like, okay, what they doing on their podcast, let me see how it can how I can I incorporate stuff like that or yeah. just do something similar. It's not like I'm copying or nothing, but I'm it's like if anything, it's respect. I'm paying homage to what you're doing because I like it, you know. Yeah. And also, you're doing it in your own way. It's not like you're copying off of them. Right. And we don't even have the same audience. We might not even have the same audience. <laughs> they might like blues clues over here. And we like SpongeBob. But we doing the same thing. But it's just, you know, they type of thing. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you can do things, the same thing, but differently. Like, yeah. and even if you are doing the same thing in the same way, it's not going to be the same still because it's like, it's different. It's a different person. We all have put our own little swag on it, and you know, so who can I do it? See, <laughs> I 
feel proud of myself now. I feel good. I'm like, that's, the, that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why I was, at first I was hesitant about doing mine because I'm like, how would this look? But I just got to go for it. And you really inspired me, so. Not honest. You inspired me. Like, <laughs> I was like, get on it. Let's do it. Every month, I'll be like, let's do it. And I still wasn't doing that. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like I'm an uh, influencer to people when I need to be doing it, too. <laughs> oh, like, one thing, I guess for people that don't know, because people that's going to listen to it either going to know us or they don't know us, but, like, we literally be just, like, brainstorming, like, different stuff to do, uh, whether it's yeah. in our, like, friend group or just in the community in general. So it's, like, doing, I don't know why I even started this podcast. Like, not, like, why. Like, I know me and you were talking about doing a podcast for, like, months, but we just didn't have the time and stuff. And then some reason I was sleep, and I'm like, I need to do it. I couldn't sleep. And I was like, I need to do something. I'm like, I should start a podcast. And I'm just like doing random stuff, making Instagrams. I'm like, why the hell did I do this? And now I got to actually promote it and put it out there. And it's already out there. And I was like, I'm forced to do it because it's out there already. And then like the yeah. feedback was like, oh, okay. Y'all actually want to hear this. All right. I guess. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely. Um, yeah, and that's what happens. Like, that's how you manifest things. Like you put it out there. You got to yeah. do the work. Like just saying it, it's not going to really help. You yeah. have to put action behind it, and just that's like with praying too. Like you yeah. have to pray, but then you you can pray, you can, but you also have to put the actions behind it because it's not just going to happen. Do the actions. I mean, in different, it's different situations too. Like if you can't do it, but you're praying for it, I mean, of course, if it's meant for you to be able to do it, it will happen. But yeah. Thanks. So yeah. we got some stuff we gotta do because I'm thinking about it like damn <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of stuff that we got in the works for real though like we have always talked about like certain things and I always thought about certain things I just didn't know who to talk to it about and mm-hmm. I feel like you know you be on it now like now that I've seen you do the podcast I'm like oh she really about her stuff so it made me feel like okay I gotta get on my stuff too it's just with the podcast thing it's yeah. like, I don't have a name. So I'm like setting myself up for failure. And like, well, since I don't have a name, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> or I'll, once I figure out the name, then I would do it. You um, get on the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't get on the mic. Just start recording episodes and not even knowing a name. Not even no name. Like, that's what I feel like. That's the foundation. Yeah. Um, Just start recording the content, honestly. And then, like, once you get your name and, like, how you want to do your intro and all that stuff throw the intro on there and then you got the episodes you already got the content i think right now the problem is that i'm having is i gotta record and i'll be tired so that i don't record it until the episode come out when i should just be recording like a bunch of episodes at once and then put it out there yeah um, see that's what i learned um mm-hmm. on that little thing that i invited you to on clubhouse and they were saying like they normally just record a lot of like episodes and then yeah load them. it's just my time management right now is kind of crappy. <laughs> yeah, I understand. We gonna you gonna get in the groove though. Oh, like yeah. that's just how it be. Like when you got so much other stuff that you're doing and you have to do, it yeah. be kind of like. <laughs> but yeah. I think you got this though. You just starting off, and I'm proud of you. So it's oh. Oh, it's too early for the flowers. It's too early. <laughs> no, I'm gonna give you your flowers no matter what you do. <laughs> you're already. <laughs> You already know how I do. 
as y'all can already see, me and Chelsea getting straight to it real quick. This was like the longest intro we didn't had on the podcast just because that's my good sis and that's how we vibe. But let's get into this intro. We'll be right back, y'all. Hey, y'all, what's going on? I am your host, Malaysia Shante, and this is Authentically Us, the podcast. Let's be real for a second. Have you ever felt yourself like trying to fit in and you just didn't fit? Trying to conform in spaces where it, w- it just wasn't meant for you to be there. I'll admit it. I'll be the first to admit it. I have, for sure. This podcast is for us, y'all. On this podcast, we will discuss any and everything while creating a judgment-free zone where we can show up as our authentic selves. So let's get into it. Authentically Us, the podcast starts right now. (laughs) You already know how I do. I know. Chelsea gonna be coming through. (laughs) Yes, man. Uh I'm just so excited, especially to see, you know, people that I know, especially, and especially Black women doing their thing you know yeah for sure i'm trying to think we didn't we didn't got way off <laughs> this is why we can't do this <laughs> yeah, before we even started the episode we was talking for like 15 minutes <laughs> about start episode and then it's all good it's good it's all right it's all right um dang we we supposed to talk about how we met. Uh, how we meet? We was in class. Yeah. Who? Uh, our first class together was. Uh, what's her name? Cortez. Yeah, Priscilla. Priscilla. Yeah. Yep. That was our first class, and I think you invited me to the black all. No, that was online. You had sent me a chat online, like join the all black. Oh um, yeah, thing. Uh, right, put together and stuff. Uh huh. And then we were talking in class. And I was yeah. like, oh, she dope. Like, okay. <laughs> but I didn't see us getting, like, this close. Like, we were, like, really close. Like, that's crazy how that went, though. Low key. I was like, I love me some Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Can't gotta... get away from her. <laughs> we lit. Kansas lit. We got we got our issues, though. But we lit. So <laughs> yeah, was crazy. The yeah. ones that's by them Geminis, the Kansas that's closer to them Geminis, they little special. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It's the June cancers for me. It's the June cancers. June cancers. We can't do those. But us July cancers, we nice. We cry babies, so. Yeah, yeah. But y'all spoiled too. So that's how y'all became probably because y'all be getting spoiled by everybody. Especially when y'all are younger. Oh, yeah. I was I was the oldest, oldest child. I was spoiled for sure. My mom was too. She was the oldest and I want some more tattoos. Let me get some tattoos. <laughs> right. We need to go. I haven't had no tattoo in a while. The last one I got was the one on my wrist. Um, and that was just like the day before graduation. I was some post. <laughs> yeah. I'm Y'all stuck. was like, this girl's getting a tattoo. Like, she is living her <laughs> best life. <laughs> like, let me walk across the stage, but I think I need a tattoo first. Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like ink therapy is like, you know, that's therapy. Yeah. It is. <laughs> people that give a lot of get a lot of tattoos they were like this is just this is all that i've been through yeah you know, and i feel good just like when people in the gym like oh yeah all that therapy stuff for sure worth it i know i need some i need to finish on my arm i wanted it to be done by the summer but the summer they came and went in this fall now well you still got uh fall you know we get it done by the by winter or next yeah. summer yeah, I think I'm gonna get. I think that's what happened anyway. Most of my tattoos came from in the winter time, and then by the summer, they was just like, ta da. Yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's funny because, like, I talked about getting cover up tattoos, and um, 
somebody told me don't do that because you got that for you got them tattooed for a reason I don't know about that <laughs> like I would never get no guy name on me though like it'd be like oh <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna leave that on me. Like, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think I would cover up my that it's probably one tattoo that I would cover up. <laughs> so I, I don't want to do that on here. I don't want to do that because <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> People be listening. <laughs> oh my god. It, Look, I ain't, I'm going to be real. <laughs> I'm going to be real. I, I don't know if I would get... I think about getting a cover-up just because I want a butterfly put right there. Oh, yeah. And then it just don't feel like it's finished because it's, like, kind of faded on one side. But, mm -hmm. I mean, the meaning behind it, and it was somebody's first tattoo. I think it was it was his first tattoo that he ever did on somebody. So I feel like part of that was, like, okay, keep the tattoo just for, like, that purpose. But it's, like, mm -hmm. we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll probably get some ideas as you go, as you move forward in life. That was bold. Whoa, <laughs> I feel bad. Don't, not me. You spoke your truth, and that's how you feel. This is authentically us, the podcast. <laughs> People are gonna be listening to this episode, like. What the fuck? So okay. No, we gotta get serious. So the people want to know. They probably like why they just talking like they just on the phone and nobody else listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did give a brief intro. I need to light this candle. It's bothering me that it's not lighting. Oh, I got it. All right. Um, candle. Yes, because it's down. I need to get some more. Um, but. I kind of briefly introduced who you were. Um, I know it's way more to you than just the accolades that we talked about and stuff like that. So just like tell the people who you are, what you want them to know about you and just how you live your life pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So well, my name is Chelsea. Um, originally, I'm from Albion, Michigan. I was born and raised in Albion, Michigan. I moved to Ypsilanti in 2014 uh, for school. I went to um, Washington. I didn't know what I wanted to do at first. I knew I wanted to help people, but I didn't know much about social work because um, I was like really young. I would say I was like 20 um, and I was just now trying to get to know like what I want to do in life. And so um, I took my prereqs and then I ended up um, taking a social work class and I was like, ooh, I like this. Um, they call it a human services at WCC. And so um, I ended up um, saying, like, you know, I was with my ex at the time. He was like, yeah, I was with my ex at the time. And he said that um, I should go into social work. And I'm like, what? How do you know I was taking social work classes? Um, and that was ironic. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go into it because um, I've been trying to, you know, figure out what I want to do. Because I, I was going to do nursing, but then I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I like the medical aspect of it um and then I ended up just and I was going to be a dental assistant too and his auntie was like why you want to be a dental assistant I was like I don't really know I just like the wanted free cleaning and stuff like that you just do it. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I was like I don't know what I want to do with my life <laughs> and so um then after that I just started taking like more social work classes and 
I ended up loving it. And I was like, okay, this is what I like. And then I had this one professor um, there. He was like really tough on everybody, mm -hmm. literally. But he made me realize that like, you got to have thick skin when you in social work. So once I got to um, Eastern, which I transferred, because um, I went to WCC for like three years, three and a half years. And then I transferred to Eastern and I went there for, uh, it felt like what? It was like probably two years mm -hmm. or a year. It just felt like so short. Like I feel like my time at Eastern was like really short. That's weird. Mm -hmm. I can't even remember everything. <laughs> like, and then from there, I was like, all right, I don't know if I want to go for my master's, but I would just apply to one college and I applied to U of M. That's the only college I literally applied to Same. like a month yeah. before. Same. <laughs> like literally a month before classes. I don't know where I'm it going. I'm going here, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they sent me an email back and they were like, um, they were like, um, you're approved now. I was like, okay, okay. I'm down for that. Yes, yes. Um, and then I just went. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I didn't really have a clue. And still kind of like trying to figure that out. But I didn't have a clue. I knew like it was a, my purpose though. Because I figured like if I'm going through all of this and you know, it's not for nothing. And like, why would I get approved to go to this college when I said I really didn't want to do it? I was putting it in the air. Like, I don't know if I want to do it. Um, and that really kind of made me feel like, okay, this is my purpose. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, that's pretty much my background about school. Um, as far as my life, um, I am the oldest and I'm the first generation graduate. I'm the oldest girl out of my family. I'm the first person in my family to get a master's, even in a bachelor's. Like, and I think, well, I would say associates, a give and take, but um, pretty good. Yeah. And, <laughs> and my sibling, out of my siblings, um, like I said, I'm the oldest girl and I have an older brother. And um, on my dad's side, I have a host of siblings. It's <laughs> a lot of them, yo. I've seen them. It's so many of them. It's a lot of them. And they all told us, yo. At my open house. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. That was a fun time. It was fun. It was, it was a fun We had a time that yeah, night, y'all. No. Yeah, we did. <laughs> had a time that night. <laughs> I got the videos, uh, you know. <laughs> it wasn't But, me. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um just uh the basis about just me um I grew up also from the projects like I stayed I lived in the projects like we wasn't very fortunate but my mama we always made it through you know she made it do what it do and um about to and, do. I, and I really prepared for that yeah and she was a single mother and you know it's just a lot um that went that we went through that kind of shaped me to the person that I am like you know being homeless and um and things like that so it really shaped me into the person that I am today and you know moving forward to be that rich auntie you know <laughs> uh, one thing okay so if y'all paid attention in the intro when I introduced Chelsea y'all called her Miss Pickup and Catch a Flight because literally this is the only person that I know 
Like, no joke, be like, yeah, I think I need a vacation. I'll be back, y'all. <laughs> like, in the middle, and it's crazy, because we in the master's program. She went, she was like, yeah, I'm about to just do a solo trip. And she like, and where did you go? It was some, like, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. But Dominican Republic. Yeah, she in a DR. We all stressed about doing <laughs> assignments. And she like, yeah, I'm in a DR. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> and the story behind that, it was supposed to be for someone's birthday. Mm-hmm. And they were like, uh, we got to cancel. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not canceling. I'm good on that. Like, I need this break. And so, like, it made me realize that you know, I can't always wait for others like to go. Mm-hmm. And like, even though I'll be putting out there like, who wants to do this? Who wants to do that? I really be genuinely wanting people to come with me. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, I'd be like, ain't nobody going to come. That's just like we talked about in this video yep. um, at the beginning about, I mean, talked about in this interview at the beginning, like about how um, asking people, like it takes a lot for me to even put that or ask people mm-hmm. like, do they want to come and you know, especially in this birthday thing too. Like it takes a lot. It's taking a lot for me to ask people because sometimes I'm like, forget it. I'm not gonna ask nobody. So yeah, I forgot. I didn't like. I didn't forget about that. But yeah, the episode is releasing on your birthday. So look, when it come out, <laughs> y'all gotta be in the comments like, happy birthday and all that. You know what I'm saying? We about to have fun next weekend. I'm already knowing all the day. <laughs> it's about to. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Vibe. it's always a vibe. I'm ready. I'm ready too. I need to have fun. I've not been having a lot of fun right now. Just like work and stuff. So it's going to be good. Yeah, you got to let your hair down. I know. I need a retwist already. I feel like I just got one. And that's mainly what I do. You know, sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. You, you said what? No, I'm just saying I need a retwist. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. We having fun. I can't wait to get my locks. Locked up, shawty. <laughs> All right, let's let's not get off track because I feel like I'm okay. Okay, okay. Look, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, locks. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that. That's a whole thing in itself. Literally. Um. So the next thing we're gonna talk about is pretty much sickle cell awareness. I don't know much about it. Chelsea knows more firsthand um just being a sickle cell warrior and like just from her experience and I think it's important like that we bring awareness to it because I know a lot of people may go through it especially in our community that may not even know what it is what it's, what it's like <clears throat> and everything like that so you go ahead it's your time to shine I'm gonna be like <laughs> taking notes and asking questions if I have them but yeah so what is yeah. it yeah sickle cell sucks that's all I'm gonna say no I'm just saying but, no, um, <laughs> really looks. Yeah, it really do. It really do. But um, yeah, it's a it's ba- it's a blood it's a blood um cell disorder. Mm-hmm. So pretty much um our red blood cells um contain like a uh, hemoglobin and it's a protein that carries the oxygen oxygen. So with um our regular blood cells, which are called healthy blood cells, are round and they move through small blood vessels to carry oxygen to all parts of the body. And with someone with sickle cell, the hemoglobin is abnormal, which causes the red blood cells to become hard and sticky. Mm -hmm. And they look like a a C-shaped or a crescent-shaped, and we call that sickle. 
Um, so the sickle cells die early, which cause a constant shortage of red blood cells. Mm -hmm. Also, when they travel through small blood vessels, they can get stuck and clogged um, through the blood flow, and that causes crisis. Um, and this is like a pain, um, a really bad pain, pain, and then it also can cause other serious complications such as health problems and infections and acute chest syndrome and the stroke. My dad had a stroke, and we believe that it was from sickle cell trait. Um, so going back to that, it is a hereditary disease. And so um, my mom had the trait, have the trait, and my dad had the trait. And that's how I got uh, sickle cell. And there's different types of sickle cells. So the sickle cell that I have is called SC, the milder form of sickle cell. And then they have a um, severe form of sickle cell, which is SS. And then also they have uh, another sickle cell, which is called... Um, uh, it's called beta thalassemia. And then also they have um, a lot of traits and um, uh, it's like a few other ones that are like rare and mm -hmm. rare cases. But um, the one, like I said, the one that I have is SC. So my mom had the trait and my dad had the traits, how I got it. And that's normally how you get it. It can mm -hmm. skip generations, which it kind of did that with my family, like I'm pretty sure most majority of my family probably have the trait and they don't know it, but mm -hmm. that's why nowadays they have it to where you can get your, you can get blood tested for it, which is very important to get blood tested for it. Because if you want to have kids, you want to make sure that the person that you're having kids with doesn't have the trait as well. And that's important. Um, and that's what my mom and them didn't even know back then mm -hmm. because they didn't have that be mandatory um, but yeah, so sickle cell, um, has really affected, uh, a lot of African-American men and women and children. Um, it is not just a predominantly African-American disease. However, um, majority of us do have that mm -hmm. and it's kind of sad because we don't have a lot of funding. Um, and I feel like it's probably because of race, of course. Um, <laughs> and so as we get older, they like, y'all got to figure this stuff out. When we're younger, it's so much easier for them to, if we go into the ER, they'll be like, oh, we, oh you're, we got we to take you back in the back. Like now as an adult, we're going to be waiting in there for about three hours, waiting in the oh. ER, waiting for them to take us back or get, you know, get admitted. So that's why I feel like it's so important to spread awareness because a lot of people are dying from this. Um, and not saying that everybody will. Um, back then it used to be um, where people were not living past 22. And now they have, uh, my mentor said her oldest client probably was in, in 70s, in his 70s, his or her 70s. So like there's hope and as technology become, um, events is like able to help and people also get you know they got stem cells and you know a lot of other things that you can do to uh, really kind of cure it but mm -hmm. they still working on that they say it's not a cure but I feel like everything has a cure you just have to uh, have money honestly um, but yeah uh, sickle cell has really had a huge effect on my life um, as I got as I was younger 
you know, missing school, not wanting to be in school. And I'm like, I hate school. And so I, my grades were slipping when I was in and out of the hospital. Um, I had to get surgeries. My grades were bad in high school. And I was like, I'm not going to school like ever again. And I ended up going to college. And it wasn't as bad as I as in college. You know, every now and again, I'll get crisis, which are uh, where my sickles uh, tighten up and I have pain in like my joints, in my leg, in my arm, in my chest, my feet. Um, and the pain is like unbearable. Like I can't really explain it. I feel like you're getting stabbed like all over, like nonstop. And it's, it's just weird. It's a weird feeling. But um, that has always been something that really, um, really have been like, I wouldn't say it's my downfall. It's just been something that I wish that we had more resources for because of certain things that we can't do. And it's not that we're restricted to anything, but like certain things can cause those crises, like being in the cold water for too long, being in the heat for too long, stress, dehydration, you know, normal stuff that you would understand. I mean, it's not normal, but you would feel like um, that has happened to you before. But if it happens to us more than enough times, then we will, you know, get pain from it. And that's just like, man, why, like, what, why did this happen to us? Or like, why, what kind of, what kind of disease is this that really does that to a person? You know, it's horrible. Like, it's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, but I could say that about any disease that does things to people. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I never would have thought, like, I don't want none of my children to go through this. Like, I wouldn't want my worst enemy, enemy to go through having sickle cell because it's not fun. But yeah. Mine just, <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> like I heard it, I've heard of sickle cell and I never knew like I knew somebody that was in high school with me that they said that she had sickle cell but I never knew to like what effect I just knew she missed school a lot but not thinking like how much like that can just affect you not only like physically but mentally and emotionally like you a kid and now you get admitted back and forth into hospitals and like stuff like that and it doesn't even sound like there's like an adequate way to treat like normally you go to the hospital go to the doctor they giving you something or they doing something but it just kind of seems like a wait until my you know blood cells are like okay enough to like function again or back to whatever normal it looks like so it's definitely weird Not yeah weird. and and going with that like yeah and just uh, uh going with that like the the thing is is pain so of course, we have to get medication, like pain medication, to get rid of the pain. And when we come into the hospital, we get stigmatized as drug seekers, which that is not true. We're not drug seekers. We literally need to take away the pain. And the only thing that can take away the pain is medication. And we got to have that high stuff like morphine, the lot. And like, we have to have something that will get rid of the pain. And if we don't have anything that will get rid of the pain, it's just going to continue and be an ongoing cycle to where we're like crying. Like, do y'all, they like hospitals don't want to see us cry and mm-hmm. all of that and be in pain. Like, so what is the purpose? What is the point? Like, I know some people probably have got addicted to the drugs if they're always in and out of the hospital, but that's where you have 
an intervention, not an intervention, but like be able to, you know, have something to where a plan where they sh like nobody, there's no way nobody should know about sickle cell as a nurse or a doctor. And I feel like most of them are clueless when it comes to that. And yeah. I'd be so confused. That's weird. Because especially if you haven't like, I'm random people obviously like just coming back and forth. Not I want to say random, but like you having people come into the ER or whatever the case may be frequently for the same thing, whether or not whatever it is, you're supposed to be able to treat them and like you should have at least the knowledge, especially with something that causes that much pain. Like you're gonna see the same person back in if they've been here before, you know. So that's right. That's crazy. Even when I went to the hospital, they did like actually about like am I on narcotics and I'm like no like and they just kept asking me that and I'm like is this because I'm black like I got degrees too like y'all ain't the only one here with degrees mm -hmm. um, like it's that's definitely strange to me <laughs> it's so strange to me yeah I feel like when I was in a uh, hospital uh two weeks ago I had to keep reiterating to them because I didn't want them to make it feel like I was a drug seeker Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I haven't been in the hospital since 2017 and I haven't been hospitalized. And like, I kept saying that. I'm like, oh, I hate drugs. And, you know, I really don't like the pain medication, but I just had to feel like I had to keep like repeating mm -hmm. myself and reiterating that. So that way they won't think of me as that. And I feel like I shouldn't even have to do that. But I feel like consciously, I was just like, I don't want them to think that I'm a drug seeker because they were giving me, you know, heavy the uh medication but i needed that in order to feel better because nothing was literally nothing was getting rid of the pain like they gave me payment i went to sleep woke up still feeling hurt like and mm -hmm. that's just how it is we just never know how long it's gonna last either like it took me four days for that to stop happening wow. um i usually try to catch it before it even happened so i take like ibuprofen sometimes if i feel my joints like feeling crazy mm -hmm. i would take some medicine before but like that is our last resort as sickle cell uh, as sickle cell warriors that is our last resort is going to the er mm -hmm. best believe we didn't try everything at home before we go to that hospital we're gonna try a hot bath we're gonna try medication we're gonna try heating pad rest, like everything but once it gets to that point where we can't stop it that's when we go to the er mm -hmm. And I feel like they should know that. I don't like just being like trauma informed and educated physicians, professionals in the medical field. I feel like that should be like even like it's literally like full circle, just going back to like why do we wait for the last second to seek help? Because like we get treated like this when we go into these places like, like that. Literally. So is that's crazy. That is yeah. Wow. Because I really, I, I don't like going to the hospital because I already know what's going to happen. And it's crazy because the same thing happened. It's like, y'all know that I have sickle cell. Y'all know that, you know, it's the pain. But I feel like, I don't know if they even know that. Like, do they even learn that in school? And I and I was doing this um panel um a couple, last week I did this panel and it was a nurse there. And she was saying, yeah, we did learn about sickle cell, but not to the extent of like where you know we fall in and she was just like we learned about it and I feel like they learn about it then they brush over it they only probably like read one page about it and then that's it I feel that I feel like a lot of professions do that even social work I feel like yeah they 
they have us learn so, like even in the program they have us like learn so many different things but we don't go in depth about it so then now we're in the field and it's like well didn't they teach you this and it's like no like I didn't mm -hmm. like we talked about it for like a day but you know like for something yeah. for something very serious like as far as like suicide and suicidal ideation I feel like maybe I had one class and we talked about it over two class periods but you got to think the classes are like at least two hours yeah and and it could have been a longer class but we probably only talked about it for max about two hours and then that's it and now I'm in the field and I'm like oh y'all dealing with some y'all dealing with some shit man I, like and I'm like it's gonna be okay question mark I don't like <laughs> I and it's not I'm not making jokes or anything about um suicide at all it's just like yeah. sometimes we get in these professions and we not fully prepared so now I do have to like seek out my own educate like further and continue education on it because mm -hmm. I have to be able to be comfortable with somebody that comes to talk about some really like scary thoughts um and that's real to them like so not I don't I think that's like the disconnect in any like helping profession like we getting pushed out to know all this information but it's like how yeah everything that's my favorite. right yeah that's very understandable for sure and that's good that you like really want to seek out to learn more about it and I feel like that's what a lot of people especially nurses and doctors like Y'all are going to be dealing with these people like more than once or, you know, you 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 would think that they want to go out and and learn about sickle cell or even trying to get their self like into that. But I feel like they don't even try. And I feel like there's a host of people that go to that hospital mm -hmm. and um get treated for sickle cell. They have a, they even have a hematology office. So I'm pretty sure they can actually they actually know like you know certain things but it's like they don't want to go educate themselves and it's just because a lot of stigma is uh surrounded behind it because I did hear from another nurse that they tell them that um you know we are drug seekers and we got to be careful like who says that that's horrible that's literally horrible I think it's, it's part of burnout too mm-hmm like I feel like that's really a part of burnout yep because you're not even taking each person as the their own individual at that point. You just like, oh, you got this label. Okay, you in a pile with them. It's not even like this is somebody totally different um, and things like that. Yeah. And then you can measure when you can essentially measure when somebody's in pain if you take their blood pressure. <laughs> like right. And then they ask you, how um from zero to ten, how big is your pain? A hundred. That's why I'm here. <laughs> like I was literally telling them 10, 10, 10, 10, a hundred, hundred. Like y'all see me crying. Y'all see me wailing. Y'all see me needing help. Yeah. Stop asking. <laughs> That's just going to piss me off even more. What do you think? <laughs> I'm in here for my like fun. I want to have fun. Let's go to the hospital. Let's go have fun. Like no. yeah. every five minutes. How is your pain? Zero to 10 uh that is uh <laughs> that is horrible oh my gosh okay <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm disgusted right now i'm like uh it's funny now but in then i used to, i was so mad yeah 
Like when I was there, it was, I was so upset. But now it's just like they really don't understand. Yeah. And it's and it's kind of their fault. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's the schooling fault. Mm-hmm. But if I was a nurse, I would want to learn about everything. I mean, I understand you can't learn everything or know everything, but I guess me as a black woman, if I know this is a prominent, a predominantly black disease, I'm gonna look into that more. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Wow. But yeah, that's a little about, you know, sickle cell. And um I really want to talk about it more and spread more awareness like at first I was like scared to even talk about it and talk to people about it because I just feel like people didn't understand when I was younger people were like can I catch it or can I get it and like no you can't (laughs) Um, yeah you know like stuff like that and that's what made me not want to talk about it and I feel like I didn't want to be stigmatized and I didn't want people to know my business but I feel like it's important to spread awareness and you know, um, me doing that has really helped me a lot. So. Good. That was good. I'm glad you, like, were open enough to talk about that here. And just for the people listening, um, if y'all want to know more, it's the Sickle Cell Warrior over here. And uh, she got all the information on there. <laughs> we put your tag in yes. on the, the <laughs> all that stuff I forget what it's called the description I'm like what is that word um (laughs) I'm like what is that word the word (laughs) Uh, let's see yes if anybody want to know anything hit me up for real she's serious (laughs) I'm so serious (laughs) and I like to spread my awareness you know in my ways but I want to start doing it more because it's deep oh yeah for sure all right, let's talk about, on a lighter note, let's talk about this business you got going on. Yes. Go ahead. CEO, entrepreneur, <laughs> boss lady. <laughs> but the, the crazy part about it is I started this business. Okay, everybody say this. Started this business during a pandemic. And that's just normal. <laughs> like, you're bored. You don't know what you want to do. You have all this time, you know. But at the moment, like, I really was um, thinking of, like, okay, I was seeing it all over social media, and I was also thinking of, like, this is something that I, one day, um, me and my friend, we, uh, Ari, shout out to Ari, Um, (laughs) me and her were um, having like wine we call it wine nights we were we were bored some days we were like okay we're gonna have a wine night we're gonna talk and chit chat uh, <laughs> and it was over FaceTime I mean yeah it was over FaceTime yeah well it was over FaceTime because she stayed in Arizona Are you um, gonna have a wine night. I'm coming I got some wine <laughs> we definitely gotta have some uh, wine night I want to do that like yes <laughs> um and then we would do it on FaceTime and one time we were like okay let's make a waste beat um over the over uh our wine and I was like yeah and then I started doing it more um and I was like I actually like this and so um I was talking to a friend and he actually helped me Mm -hmm. um come up with a name Ryan shout out to Ryan Ryan. my lifestyle um what's his name on uh on IG 
<laughs> because he really helped me. Um, I am mindful lifestyle. He also has a podcast too. He needs to get back on it. If you're listening, Ryan, get back on it. Uh, Ryan, you we think you tag. You're gonna comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and he helped me come up with my name, and I was like. He had Aquarius, you know, they they logically think and they think straightforward. And he had came up with that name. And I was like, hmm, I like that. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up naming it She Beat It. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much I make waist beads, but also I make any type of beaded jewelry. But what the background for waist beads, pretty much waist beads are like a piece of jewelry running around. The waist or hip area, they were originated in Africa. They are traditionally worn by women as a symbol of waist size, weight loss, beauty, sexuality, femininity, fertility, well-being, and maturity. And all of those things uh, really caught my attention. And I was like, okay, I really want to bring awareness to like women loving themselves and loving their body. Um, and Malaysia bought one, Malele. Okay, Malele. But um, she said she's about to get back in the gym too. So this is for that. <laughs> Those are definitely for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and, and yeah, it will really help you with that. Um, but then I started off doing the waist beads and then I expanded into other jewelry. So I do, of course, anklets, bracelets, necklaces. Like I got to get back to it. I, I stopped for a minute when I went to grad school, um, when I got in grad school and it kind of like messed me up because now I'm just like, I got to start back over getting that, um, that love for it. Like, I love it, but you know how when you're so busy, you can't really focus all your attention or your intentions Ooh. on it. Because <laughs> literally this podcast is about to be dead, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, I was like, I don't want to do this shit no more. I was getting there, but I'm like, no, nah, um, it's a demand for it. And now I'm like, you make anklets. I need an anklet. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I started off with like making the small with the smaller beads because I noticed that with the bigger beads, people were like, oh, they're so uncomfortable on my waist. But everybody does bigger beads. But I started to realize that the smaller beads are really like people don't notice that they're they have them on, which is kind of bad but, because you can snug it. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. No, that makes sense though. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I feel like uh, I'm ready to you know dive back deep into it. I, it was a passion of mine, um, which is rare that I be finding passion. So I used to do it day and night, like I was not playing. And I started off, and I finally found you know this is the thing where you got to find your formula with too, because the string matters. The beads matter. It's just a lot of stuff that I didn't know that went into it. So that's why it kind of like got me down. I was like, I'm not doing it right. But same thing with anything. Gotta you do just it. Have to find, yeah, you have to do it. And then you just have to find what works for you. Not everybody else. Because I was looking at everybody else work. And I'm like, dang, there's a, they look better than mine. But can't can't do that. No. So basically what we about to do is everybody that's watching. Just like how we did on, what was that? 
useful purpose episode go ahead like how y'all donated if y'all did i don't know that's not my business but <laughs> um, support the support the waist beads i got some i, I damn near want an anklet now like i think i have to get up on that because i've been saying i want another anklet i have one yeah, I guess. so i'm gonna get on that i got you i got you. support the business yeah. she beat it period she beat it llc on instagram and she beat it llc on facebook period that's gonna be all in the comments and the description or whatever they call it i don't know why i keep saying whatever they call it in the description. <laughs> like it's gonna be in the description y'all description um, box below it's like, no, that's in the description <laughs> box literally, <laughs> literally um it's gonna be there uh so yeah this was good yeah I think we yeah, did. this was amazing. I enjoyed. Uh, of course, we're gonna be on another episode together. Like this at is this point, we're about to just put the podcast <laughs> together. We can scratch the name. We were supposed to do that. We can. We still can. Like I don't even know if I'm like. I think I need to be motivated another way or something. Like because it's a lot coming on here talking about myself. Um. So yeah, we can. We can scratch the name and start over. I'm good with that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. I love it though. I really love the name. That's why I was like, damn, how'd she come up with that name? Oh, that's the dope. Look. <laughs> you can put your that, name. That was that. Look, authentically us with Chelsea in relation. Let's get it. It's us. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey. Right. right on the next episode. Reedy said um, yes. <laughs> not Reedy. <laughs> Shout out to Reed. My good sis. You're gonna be on here too. We gotta get if bro, that'd be a crazy podcast. If we was all on the same episode, that'd be crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, invite me. We can talk about some controversial stuff. Man. Literally. I'm down. Yeah. So we pretty much done. Thank you for being here. I think we got one more thing to talk about real quick. Um not real quick, but we are collabing to do a women's empowerment brunch. We are like, I gotta tell y'all all the details, but coming soon. Yeah, we gotta just say it out there. Yeah. Um. What we looking at? Yes, it's gonna here. be lit. So, yep. So if you want to be there, y'all gotta get on this because we we be having so many ideas. <laughs> <laughs> no, we gotta do this. Uh, but this this is something that we want to put in the works, and hopefully it'll be it will be done by the top of the year. Like we'll have everything out. Um, we just trying to get logistics and vendors and space and all that stuff put together but y'all gotta support it it's gonna be fun if you've ever been anywhere with both of us at the same time you know it's gonna be lit <laughs> we gonna laugh yep. we gonna joke yeah we already know. like it's it's gonna be we gonna have a time <laughs> like it's yes. gonna be yeah. Yeah, well. they're gonna be like we had a time last night man because <laughs> <laughs> indeed <laughs> <laughs> literally i'm excited though yes me too be on the lookout everybody on the lookout all right this is authentically us i'm malaysia miss chelsea yeah
Peace. <laughs> Peace. She's talking about peace. <laughs> peace, love, and happiness. Peace, love, and chicken grease. Yeah. Wow. Look at that, y'all. We at episode four. It's a wrap. It's done. It's finished. It's recorded. We good. Man, this was probably one of my favorite episodes. I think it was like genuine, like fun, laughter. And if y'all know me and Chelsea, that's literally like how our conversations just go. Like we can just go like that. Um, yeah, wow. We learned so much today, y'all. We learned about sickle cell. We learned about Chelsea in general. We learned about some special stuff that we got coming up for y'all um, in the top of the year um, for women empowerment. It was good. Like it was good to be back. I was. I'm not lying to y'all. I was like, I don't know about this podcasting thing because it's just a lot going on in my personal life, um, and just working and all that stuff. But I really did enjoy speaking with Chelsea today. Um, it is her birthday because the episode will be out on her birthday so make sure y'all show her some love um we doing a lot of things this weekend tap in with us because we gonna have fun um as always thank y'all for listening thank chelsea for being here shedding her light her knowledge her wisdom bringing her spirit um just to the podcast because it's authentically us and like i said this podcast is nothing without y'all like y'all make the podcast yeah, so let's get into it. We got some at some um at signs that y'all need to follow uh, on Instagram for sure. First and foremost, we gonna shout out to our co-host Chelsea. I love you, sis. Thank you for being here. Happy birthday! We about to have some fun today. Um, so y'all can follow Chelsea at Simply Chills, and the Chills got three S's at the end, so it's S I M P. L Y C H E L S S S on Instagram, and then y'all gotta support the waste bees. We need them. Support this business. Get y'all some waste bees. Get y'all some anklets, bracelets, necklaces, all that. We just on all that. Support black businesses. So y'all can follow the um, She Be the LLC on Instagram as well, and She Be the LLC on Facebook. So that is She S H E B E A D. E D L L C on Instagram and Facebook. And as for us, the podcast, y'all know where to find us at authentically.uspodcast on Instagram. And yeah, and y'all know me, Laish, L A Y S H dot I am on Instagram. And if you want to be featured, co hosted, whatever, on the podcast, hit me up, hit the DMs. We need more. I mean, so far we got two ladies on the podcast already we got another one coming up for y'all next week so fellas where y'all at i know y'all always got something to say where y'all at we need a, uh, some fellas on the podcast as well we don't discriminate we don't bite we are nice here this is authentically us you can be yourself king come on come on we ready we want to hear what y'all got to say too y'all always talk about how men aren't you gotta um they can't speak up and be heard this is your time to shine come on the podcast do that with me um, we gonna have time. We gonna have a fun time, y'all. Um, until next time, next week. I'm your host, Malaysia Shante. Peace.